You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. This week's sponsor is the OG nerd subscription box, Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. We've got art, collectibles, and t-shirts from our own subscription adorning our shelves at this very moment. Why did you put t-shirts on a shelf? Well, I... I didn't. It's just, it's for the ad. We've got Loot Crate stuff, you know, decor. It would be weird to have t-shirts on a shelf. Yes, it would, but you could put it in a frame or if it's signed, you might shadow box it with other stuff. Loot Crate is the monthly subscription service that partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture brands to deliver themed crates right to your little geeky hands. Choose from a ton of different crates from specific franchises like Marvel or general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Best part, they offer local shipping in a ton of different countries. So geeks around the world rejoice. To get 15% off your first Loot Crate order, you've got to use our very special link in the episode description. And when you're ready to purchase, use code NONPLUSSED and snag that discount. Use it for a gift. Use it for a subscription. Just don't use it late for dinner. What? Click the link in the episode description and use the code NONPLUSSED at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. I'll geek to that. And one from Mahler. Charles Grodin just falls in love yeah. with Miss Piggy, just is smitten. And I'm sorry, this man sells it. Yes. I thought that he gonna fu- he's going to fuck that pig. It. He was going to get his dick felt. Get it? By that pig. Felt, because she's... Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Oh, over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. Feeling good. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We should let them know. Yeah, this is a regular. We're on Mondays now, y'all. We we moved to Mondays. We moved to Mondays mainly. Because it gives us the weekend to wrap things up rather than having to do it in a cold sweat at 4 a.m. on Friday mornings. Yeah. So, yeah. Turned out great for us. We hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. And hopefully, because it really does feel like it gives us more production time just to have the weekend to do it. Oh, yeah. Um. So who knows what this might lead back into, but we're getting back into the swing of regular things, watching single films and chatting about them as we deal with this lousy smart weather <laughs> oh lousy smart weather <laughs> do not touch willie good advice but before we get into today's movie let's talk about some upcoming mischief events oh events events they've got dates for broadway con leaky con and con of thrones uh, coming up um that's their like in-house stuff if you're into true crime slash podcast they're also doing obsessed fest with the true oh, crime uh, network the obsessed network um, Broadway Con is July 21st to the 23rd this year. LeakyCon, which is now not just a Harry Potter event. It's they're all fandoms, broadening right? into more fandoms again. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. August 4th through the 6th in Chicago. And then Con of Thrones at the end of August 25th to the 27th in Orlando. Oh, Florida. Yes. I've been there twice. You have. Yeah. Clancy's finally gone to Disney World a couple times, I know. y'all. Without me, even. Yeah. The scandal. I went alone. Well, sort of alone. 
first half was alone and then our our cousin came. Yeah. So that was nice. But anyway, mischief events. You want to know more about what's going on there? Uh just go to mischiefmanagement.com yeah. or go to broadwaycon.com, leakycon.com, conference.com, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We'll drop some links in the show notes, but tickets are still available for all of those events. Nice. Also, just some fun stuff. There was a haunted mansion trailer, a new haunted mansion trailer. The new haunted mansion movie is happening. There's a trailer. We're going to link it in the show notes. Yeah. I am grimly optimistic yeah, about all, that. All I've got to really say about it is, wow. <laughs> it it has kind of a, the haunting vibe. I almost expected Catherine Zeta-Jones to pop up. Oh. You remember that one? Yeah. When Owen Wilson got killed in the fireplace. Wow. 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 Also recently came out, we'll drop, drop a tech crunch article about it, but Feige discussed spacing out, just like we said, the Marvel content for this year, regardless of whether or not this was going to be part of the reversal of Bob to Bob, because before it went from Bob to Bob and now it's going back from Bob to Bob, regardless of whether or not it's part of that, you know, making stakeholders, shareholders happy. This makes sense. It was too much. Yeah, it and really was. And we really should let some of these characters breathe. Now, again, I'm going to drop some kind of spoilery links to new Rockstar's content because I love the way they theorize. But we think this might have also impacted some of the MCU stuff yeah. at large. But what else? What else? What else? Oh, I don't know if you saw this, but Rebel Wilson was banned from Disneyland for 30 days because she took pictures in the Club 33 bathroom. They're so serious about that shit. There are signs. What a rebel. I mean, they should have known. You have to. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I choked. I was so surprised. Oh, and finally, Rogers the Musical is coming to Disneyland at the Hyperion Theater. Uh, and for a limited time, which kind of sucks. So we need to go back to we California. We need to go. And they, they teased it with a footage of what is clearly Peggy Carter. Yeah. So I'm hoping she shows up. I'm hoping we get a Captain Carter in the parks. Oh, my God. This is like peak content for us, and we aren't there. But fingers crossed, hopefully we can make it sometime this year. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. As always, we've got research from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office Mojo, and the Muppet Wiki. The Muppet Wiki. Anything else per usual, I'll link in the description slash show notes. Yeah. Clancy, it's a movie. Starring everybody and us because we insert ourselves to talk about these things. What are we discussing this time around? We are doing 1981's The Great Muppet Caper. The Great Muppet Caper. It runs a brisk hour 37 directed by Jim Henson. This was actually his directorial debut. Wow. And... The only Muppet movie he ever directed. Oh. Um, it was written by Tom Pratchett, Jay Tarsus, Jerry Joel, and Jack Rose. And in the opening scroll, Gonzo comments about how many people worked on this movie as these names come up. And that's funny because the screenplay for this is actually a composite of two scripts. Oh, wow. One okay. written by Tom Pratchett and Jay Tarsus, and the other one written by Jerry Joel and Jack Rose. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, so presumably Henson got it into his hands and just went, all right, uh, here we make this into one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the cast as usual with a Muppet film. There's a lot here, so let's get through it as quickly as we can. You want to take the first swing? I'll take the first one. So you may have heard of this person. His name is Jim Henson. He plays Kermit the Frog, Rolf the Dog, Dr. Teeth, Waldorf, the Swedish Chef, and the Muppet Newsman. He also cameos as himself in the uh, 
Dombonet Club? Dubonnet. Dubonnet Club. Frank Oz as Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, and Sam the Eagle. Dave Goles as Gonzo, Beauregard, Zoot, and Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Jerry Nelson as Floyd Pepper, Potts, Lou Zealand, and Louis Kazagger. Lou Zealand is my favorite. Richard Hunt as Scooter, Statler, Sweetums, Janice, and Beaker. Steve Whitmire as Rizzo the Rat and Lips. Louise Gold as Annie Sue. Catherine Mullen as Gaffer the Cat. And Carol Spinney as Oscar the Grouch. Additional Muppets were performed by Bob Payne, Robert Barnett, Brian Mule, Hugh Spite, Mike Quinn, and Brian Henson. Hugh Spite. What huh. a name. <laughs> All right. now Despite for the- what you think, his name is Hugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We here we are. Let's talk about the humans. Let's talk about the humans. We've got the lovely Dame Diana Rigg as Lady Holiday. We have Charles Grodin as Nikki Holiday. Michael Robbins as Henderson. We have Joan Sanderson as Dorcas. Peter Hughes as Stanley. Erica Creer as Marla. Kate Howard as Carla. Della Finch as Darla. And in cameos, these are also humans. It's not as if they're Muppet cameos. Yeah. Um, we've got John Cleese as Neville. Robert Morley as a British gentleman. Peter Ustinoff <laughs> as a truck driver who has his truck stolen by Miss Piggy. He voiced Prince John in Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, that's rad. Jack Warden as Mike Tarakanian, the editor-in-chief at the Daily Chronicle. And Peter Falk in an uncredited cameo as a rambling storyteller who's trying to sell Kermit's watches. All right, let's I, get into this well, movie. Before we jump in, oh, okay, you yeah. hadn't seen it. No, I haven't. I had. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorites growing up multiple times during this. I brought up anecdotes of how this uh, related to my childhood. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of wild how much, uh, culture pop culture comes from this movie that Josh right. recites on a daily basis. Truly. So, yeah. yeah. I, but I hadn't sat down and, and watched it all the way through. I don't think any time in my adulthood, like I feel like I've put it on to go to sleep a couple times, Yeah, but there are things I, I was delighted by upon my first full watching as an adult. I thoroughly enjoyed my afternoon watching this film. Yeah, I honestly thought this was this was great. I, I, no notes. Well, actually, we got I do plenty have of notes. notes. We got plenty of notes. So let's get to it. Uh, pretty nice up here, isn't it? Kermit? Huh? What if we drift out to sea? What if we're never heard from again? What, what if there's a storm? Or we get struck by lightning? That'd be neat. Listen, nothing's gonna happen. This is just the opening credits. Oh, where are they? Wow! The Great Muppet Caper. Nice title. Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear are investigative reporters for the Daily Chronicle newspaper. They're supposedly identical twins, which becomes the source of a running gag. Nobody can tell they are twins unless Fozzie is wearing his hat. Gonzo the Great is their loyal photographer, and together they make a team. One day after the trio is dismissed for failing to report on a major jewel robbery, Kermit asks the editor, Mr. Tarkinian, to allow them to travel to London to investigate the robbery and interview the victim, the prominent fashion designer Lady Holiday. With only $12 for the trip, they are forced to travel in an airplane baggage hold and are literally thrown out of the plane as it passes over Britain. They stay at the dilapidated but free Happiness Hotel, which is populated by other Muppets. I think I said this last summer when we watched the Muppet movie. I love Kermit on this crane camera. Oh, yeah. As the Jim Henson Productions logo. 
it just delights me and takes me right back to being five years old and watching this having been recorded off of the Disney Sunday night movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like it better than the one that they did with the, like the lasers and shit. Yeah. That this was absolutely delightful. This, this whole intro and title sequence. Yeah. It's meta as fuck. So meta. And just, just the fact that like Fozzie is having an existential crisis is totally a vibe. Yeah. It was so good. And then Gonzo literally trying to unalive himself. I did not realize (laughs) how fatalistic Gonzo is as a character until yeah. watching this opening credits. And this <laughs> is the reason this shit's the reason you could never convince me as a child that the Muppets were anything but real live sentient beings because they're writing in a fucking hot air balloon. Oh yeah. Woo-wee! I'd like to try this without the balloon. Try what? Plummeting? Yeah. I suppose you could try it once. Termit? How long are these opening credits? Uh, uh, just about another minute or so. My ears are popping. I wonder how far you could plummet before you blacked out. Well, don't try it, Gonzo. We need you for this movie. Sure is tempting. And like, we'll get to it later. That's that's all practical. <laughs> that's a practical effect. Yeah. So, of course, it looks I, like... I, it, I, I, I loved it. It's so much fun. <laughs> and then, and then again, you this know, this is where I get my sense of humor about meta jokes. Yeah. It's shit like this. There's no reason we can't talk about the experience that we're sharing in making and viewing this film while also telling a fun story. I like this. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. And again, like the, the meta-ness of the, you know, they were waiting for the sky to clear of titles. Right. They <laughs> so couldn't they land could... until the titles were done. <laughs> it's just so it's so so much fun and then when they end up landing in this city it's fucking marvelous it's delightful i used to think that they were landing in sesame street as a kid oh but it's not i think it's just supposed to be new york yeah but there's this one uh funny moment where fozzy asks what does bsc stand for i don't know it means the British Society of Cinematographers. Oh, that's funny. Which is why Kermit wouldn't know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. And I think people don't realize this was filmed and enti- produced entirely in London in large part because they had such a big established uh, production machine there and yeah. fan base because they couldn't get the Muppet show on the air in the U S originally it aired in the UK Oh, and then it moved to be a U.S. television thing. Right. So like the UK fucking loved this shit from the jump, like England yeah. loved the Muppets. And this was almost Jim Henson's love letter back to England. Um, England. Yeah. 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 This was this absolutely delightful. And again, like this, this original set of, of them on, on the city, where, you know, all of these things are happening. It's just so frenetic. It's interacting with so, people. It's so detailed. There's so much yeah. going on. You look anywhere in the frame and you'll see like a chicken or something, you know, like it's so, fully choreographed. Yeah, it's like, so well done. The vegetables are Muppets. And this yep. lady is surprised by that <laughs> with a, a little bit of a smile like, oh, it'll be fun to cook this living carrot. This is. lady is psychopathic. The look on her face <laughs> when she's, oh, look at my singing veggies. Cauliflower, sing me to sleep before I boil you. Oh my god. There'll be heroes bold, there'll be comedy, and a lot of prophetic for us to happily. Play a movie. We can watch it all develop. Starring everybody. And me. 
also noticed that none of the cars had windows in them at all. None. And I wonder if that was a because this was came out a long time ago, and you know resolutions being what they were, or you know. Yeah, would you have been able to tell sitting in a theater in 1982? Uh, Definitely not on a CRT television if you're watching this at home or like on a VHS, but yeah. But I just thought that was funny. It's we got a fucking 50 something, 54 inch TV. It's like, yeah, there still, there are no, (laughs) it's clear at this resolution, there's no glass in any of these windows. Which I mean, A, makes it easier to light, B, it makes it easy to get the Muppets in and out. So, like, I understand why they did it. It's just such an interesting little thing to to see a choice that they made, and then they did it throughout the scene. As a kid, I used to think the identical twin running joke was one of the funniest fucking things, especially when they show (laughs) No, it is the funniest fucking thing. (laughs) It's, yeah. I want a picture of that. I want that on my wall. Right? Of Mr. Tarkanian and Fozzie and Kermit's father. I Yes, absolutely. Who, who looks like a head of cabbage. Like, it's just <laughs> nonsense. Oh, it's so good. I also love that in the newsroom that, like, Gonzo just doesn't give a fuck what is going Gonzo on. Gonzo doesn't give a fuck what's going on throughout the movie. I know. He is a freak with that camera. Yeah, he's literally taking pictures of fucking people's knees. Kneecaps. And, like, whatever. I But I did enjoy the, like, Hold, stop the presses. And then it, he just everybody's wanted stopping. To say it. And then, yes. <laughs> and then getting thrown out. It's just, I, again, the metatextual stuff like that layers in yeah. when um, Kermit says that, you know, they, they've got to go to London or else it's going to be a real short movie. <laughs> oh, we'll do better next time. Next time. Next time. What makes you think there's going to be a next time? Well, if there isn't, it's going to be a real short movie. Look, the only reason I hired you two jerks was because your old man was a friend of mine. Dad spoke well of you, too. Yeah, well, I'm as sentimental as the next guy. That's why I don't want him to hear this. You're fired. <laughs> Again, just the, the like that self-referential, like, right into the camera yes. effectively is so much fun. And so fun. they managed to get into the cargo hold of this plane. Um, oh, my They're God. all bored. Today's audience would not be surprised that Gonzo has managed to watch a movie in his crate. But back in the day, it was so like, how is Gonzo watching a movie in that how crate? He, well, how did he get a TV? When, and popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I'm kind of jealous that they were able to even get that for $12. It fucking right? cost me $30 to put my bag in that area now. Like, my well, God. And also, that that uh, airline person would have just gotten sucked right out the side of the plane oh yeah <laughs> what is what is happening this is not how it's air travel speed. works yeah mm-hmm. again this is another thing where like as a kid i used to watch when airplanes would fly overhead hoping muppets would fall out <laughs> oh that's the short short sort heart. of that's the sort of shit that i like went out into the world with every day oh honey if i needed help i could call out for chip and dale like <laughs> It explains a lot when you think about it. it um, yeah, yeah. Gonzo asks what's wrong with bus terminals as in terms of lodging. Well, we're going to London and we were wondering if you could recommend a nice hotel. Actually, a cheap hotel. How cheap? Free. What? That narrows the field a bit. Let's see. Places where you can park your carcasses. Bus terminals, riverbanks. The Happiness Hotel. Happiness Hotel? That sounds great. What's wrong with bus terminals? This is another thing. Gonzo is a fucking freak. I'm pretty yeah. sure we've covered this before. Gonzo's wondering why he can't go sleep in a in a bus terminal and maybe get a little squeezer on that nose from under the stall. He got a squeezer on that nose. He did get a squeezer on that nose. Fucking doorman. 
the doorman sorted him out. If you He's know what a I mean, fucking freak. Yeah. Um, I I just the the idea that they get thrown out of every vehicle that they that they're in another in this movie great is running so joke. much fun yeah and it kind of underscores that no look they're real like these are <laughs> real things because then the next shot is them on the ground pushing themselves up it's so uh, it's delightful and we get to the happiness hotel and I'm sorry as much as I love musicals and as much as I love the Muppets, <laughs> if I walked into any establishment and the first thing that happened was and all the doors flan- flung open, yeah. I would turn right the fuck around, even if it was free to stay. Excuse me. What? We'd like a room. Really? Yeah, we'd like to check in. Somebody's checking in. <laughs> so you wouldn't do very very well in the barb and star universe no that either <laughs> Welcome to Palm Vista, a Floridian paradise. All your dreams come true here. Every drink is served with ice. We live the peace and pepper. We love Italian town. It's a middle-aged nirvana. At the Palm Vista Hotel. Atlas macaroni salad. At the all-you-can-eat buffet. We chop your food with fashion. We change the sheets here every day. Well, almost every day. Oh, bless. I love the way the rats run, though. Oh, that was super cute. Them <laughs> holding the bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. And another joke. I'm going to call out a couple jokes throughout that I did not get as a child. When Zoot talks about Animal being upset for missing the exhibit at the National Gallery, Zoot misnames it and Animal corrects him. And it's the, one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. And- <laughs> He looks a little crazy. Oh, he's just upset about missing the Rembrandt exhibit at the National Gallery. Renoir! I, I just love the, the fact that they make animals seem... He's on a different level than everyone yeah. else is. Like for, for all his crudeness yeah. and sort of barbarism to the opposite sex... There's a huge sophistication. He's got taste when it yes. comes to the great our, uh, painting master. <laughs> Uh, and again, another one of my favorite all-time Muppet quotes from Sam the Eagle. You are all weirdos. I used to link this gif of him calling them weirdos in group chats at work. <laughs> this It was one of my, I just, there are times. It's a good one. Yeah. I think that's why the Muppets are so timeless because. At any given moment, you can identify with any one of the Muppets. Yeah. Especially as a creative, I feel like. Someone in a creative field who has done creative endeavors, you've been all of those people. Well, and it's also to say that, like, it's not, they're, they're, the humor here is a bit, it's a bit more sophisticated and a bit. Uh, there's layers. I wouldn't say it's sophisticated. There's just intentional there's layers. There's a lot of layers, but also, like, you know, and I pointed this out while we were watching it, there, there's a lot of diversity in this. And a diversity without tokenism. Exactly. Like, that's crazy to think. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably talk about it when we eventually cover up at Stake Manhattan, but like Gregory Hines was one of the big cameos of that film as 
a, a, a known like black artist, performer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like this was Jim Henson's MO. The whole point of Sesame Street was for kids to see educational content that looks like them. So it, when it wasn't Muppets, the children in that neighborhood were all very diverse. And even yeah. when they did the like cut to B-roll stuff where it was, you know, let's go sing a song in a park or whatever. It was always like a really diverse cast of children. It's something that Jim Henson, he wanted anyone who saw his films, at least as far as I understand it, to, to feel a part of that world, to be able to feel a part of the Muppets. Yeah. You ready to move on? I am. Let's do it. Yeah. The next morning when Kermit seeks out Lady Holiday in her office, he finds her newly hired receptionist, the alluring Miss Piggy, and mistakes her for the fashion designer. Piggy instantly falls in love with the little green reporter and poses as Lady Holiday as Kermit asks her out for dinner. To keep up the ruse, she allows Kermit to assume she lives at a highbrow address. She sneaks into a townhouse at 17 Highbrow Street to wait for him, much to the surprise of the actual upper-class British residents, and they go out to the Dubonnet Club for dinner at the recommendation of Nigel. At the nightclub, the real Lady Holiday's necklace is stolen by her jealous brother Nicky and his accomplices Carla, Marla, and Darla, three of her exploited fashion models, the very same thieves who robbed her before. Lady Holiday reminds me of old gal from Cruella. Um, but oh, nicer. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit nicer. <laughs> I, I, I loved the my first note is I love Lady Holiday. I loved her energy. I loved the Dame Diana Rigg. Yeah, could do no wrong. Yeah, she always was able to pull shit like this out. Yeah, no, it was it was super fun. It's like this sort of proto Devil Wears Prada moment where yes. it's like you know, like it's that sort of thing. Um, well, and again, the mirror between Cruella, like oh she, yes, that she too. snips that that one model's hair. And in Cruella, she slices that garment and cuts Cruella. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the parallels. I love how these sets work. Yeah. How these sets have to work to hold all of these humans and also for Muppets to move seamlessly between rooms. in the frame. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just all of this interaction with all of these fashion models. And never mind that Marla, Carla, and Darla are dressed, are like tonally messaged visually communicated uh, almost as female versions of Huey, Dewey and Louie, like, it's, yeah. or the chipmunks, like it's the blue, red and green. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really but also every time they're on and screen. And the fact that they continue that motif so that you can know what that character is going forward. And you know what? Yeah. Those three women are the most centered, serious, grounded oh, yes. characters in the film. And it fucking works. It absolutely does. Charles Grodin is chewing the scenery. Mm -hmm. His bow tie is always crooked. Are you quite under control? <laughs> now, I'll be lunching with my brother, Nicky. He's second in command here, and he's an irresponsible parasite. But I had to bring him into the business because he squandered his half of the inheritance, and he has categorically no prospects. Not that he's grateful, he still gambles and incurs bad debts, uses my charge accounts, eats my food, mm -hmm. and borrows my cars without asking permission. And certainly he's not to be trusted. I wouldn't even put it past him to try to steal my most valuable and largest jewel, the fabulous baseball diamond. And I don't know why his bow ties are always crooked. Still in all years, my brother. Why are you telling me all this? It's plot exposition. It has to go somewhere. Anyway. But like, there's something about smarmy Charles Grodin that's doing it for me. Yeah, he's got like a sort of fucking Sam Rockwell and Charlie's Angels like that yeah. sort of feel. He's just uh, all over the place. Yes. <laughs> 
And again, and I have this note multiple times, but here again, I have Gonzo is a fucking freak because yeah. he gets his nose caught in that elevator and <laughs> likes it. And likes it. And likes it. Did you just give directions to a frog? I guess I did. Smile. <laughs> is that a new photographer? I think I'm stuck. Gonzo. 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 Paul. Gonzo, are you okay? Oh, sure. It was just my nose. Uh, hey, hey, you guys stay here. I'll find Lady Holiday. Yes, sir. Hey, Fozzie, come on. Get your nose in here. It's really fun. And then gets the doorman to fix it. And then gets the doorman. He gets pulled off by the doorman. To- Pull it back into shape. Yes. Good Lord. The doorman pulled you off. <laughs> the meat cute <laughs> that this becomes with Piggy falling off the desk. Oh, yes. And the birds around Kermit. What do you think about the drapes? Hmm? Personally, I'd rather see shutters. Yes. And on this wall here. I- <laughs> ah! Okay. I don't think I'll ever be the same. Pardon? The Miss Piggy energy, though. The way that I saw myself in Miss Piggy. Yes. As a klutz, as a diva, as someone who want, who had big feet and thick ankles and wanted to fit them into a cute heel, mm-hmm. as someone with, quote, nice eyes and sturdy legs. It's really hard not to identify. I was going to say, do you see a lot of yourself in Miss Piggy, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kermit, tell me, what about Lady Holiday? I mean, is she pretty? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at all what I expected. Ah. Nice eyes, sturdy legs, and it might have been my imagination, but uh, I think she found me attractive. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm your Kermit. Is that what it is? This is? I mean, that must be the analogy. This cab ride is some Benny Hill shit. Oh, it Every is. Every time they say straight, he pops a U-turn. <laughs> He's driving on the correct side of the road, this, but this, isn't driving correctly. This was Beauregard. Correct? Beauregard, yes. yes. Oh, I loved uh, it. I mean, again, it's one of those things where you can go, I see why English audiences of this era loved this shit. Because it's it's all, there's a very, a very clear thrum of British or English comedy sensibility. Yeah, yeah. In this film. And I that probably one of the reasons I love it. But there's that one hillbilly looking Gilda Radner Muppet that's always in the back. She's never <laughs> featured close up. No. She's always in a group shot. Just it, fill, she's back filler. And but the only she's reason you see her is because she's got scarecrow hair and a bright pink face. Yeah, I think it was just exaggerated for it's like, well, it, you know, if it's gonna be in the back of the frame, it needs to be exaggerated. Yep. Uh yeah, I, I love the I can only take you as far as the lobby line and then drives into the lobby. And then he he says, well, maybe you want to do a U-turn. So he drives straight through. (laughs) And again, it's all like, that's a car moving through a set. And then the Swedish chef comes out. These sets are fucking amazing. It's, it's so much fun. And then we get Kermit getting ready for his big date. And this fucking song. I just hand me my cufflinks. Yes, sir. And straight my tie. 
Just drench me in rich cologne and don't ask me why. <laughs> Wanna book me a boutonniere? You're moving up and walking on air. Stepping up with a star and feeling high. I shit you not, when I was a child mm-hmm. and we were going out and I had to look nice, yeah. I would sing this song while oh, getting ready. That's so Because cute. I was a little tiny fairy boy. <laughs> a little homosexual. <laughs> a little baby homosexual. This is what, when my sister says, I always knew, I don't know what mom was on. This is what she means. Yes, absolutely. Mom was just happy being amused by her singing and dancing, you know, vagina gremlin. Tiffany was already clocking me for a a beat mug and a nice gown. So I also think that I do identify with Gonzo a lot in this as well, because like, as he was, as Kermit was getting dressed, he has like these really like hoopy boxers like red and white yes. boxers and i was like are we about to see a frog winky like <laughs> and then without missing a beat gonzo <sighs> pops up and takes a picture like <laughs> yes this fucking freak oh it's so good the next note i had though was when we cut to piggy i want this wig yeah. why do i always want piggy's wigs piggy is a hair icon she is i i do want to ask what house on, on Highbrow Street just has liquor bottles strewn outside? <laughs> that was my question. When she trips over what sounds like a fucking wino outside 17 <laughs> Highbrow Street. I just want to know where Kermit got all these really fancy ass clothes and only they being able to arrived afford. with twelve dollars and he's right. in a fucking three piece tux. <laughs> I know it's nonsense. And it's not till they get to the supper club that he's worried about price. Bitch, where'd you get these clothes? No, where so did you get these fun. clothes? This satire of upper class England oh. is hilarious. A, never mind that John Cleese is literally half her age. Mm-hmm. That's why he's grayed the fuck up. Yes. But I think this came shortly after she guested on Faulty Towers. Okay. She was the guest that thought his name was Mr. Watt because he kept saying what? what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not. I've reserved a very quiet room with a bath and a sea view. I specifically asked for a sea view in my written confirmation, so please make sure I have it. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. See. See. Casey. Casey, what are you trying to say? No, 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 no. K. What? K. What? See. K. What? C. K. What? Yes. Who is C. K. What? Okay. Is it the manager, Mr. What? Oh, manager. He is. Ah, Mr. Forty. What? Forty. What are you talking about, you silly little man? <laughs> what is going on here? I ask him for my room, and he tells me the manager's a Mr. Watt, aged 40. No, 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 40. 40? What's wrong with him? I but love it. Just the inanity of this entire conversation what? felt like pointed satire to me. Yeah, there's there's skits that I've seen before in British comedy, I think featuring John Cleese yeah. that was like miscommunication from each from each end of the table. Yeah. Uh like it's such such a fun gag. Like I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a pig walking climbing up the side of the house. And then like literally two <laughs> minutes later, I'm sorry. You said there was a pig climbing <laughs> so I said, am I boring you? Boring me? Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, that's a good one. I, I'm having the time of my life, dear. Mabel, did you say a pig is climbing up the outside of the house? Yes, 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 I believe I do, yes. I thought so. And then they get to the... Okay, John Cleese is stalking them through this house. And again, yes. the Muppets moving seamlessly from room to room yes. in this. He's about to, you know, attack. there are intruders in his home. Not only are they intruders, it's a pig and a frog dressed out to the nines. Uh, and he opens the closet and gives them a dining recommendation. Yeah. Ah, well, there's the Dubonnet Club. Actually, it's not so much a restaurant, more of a supper club. Thank you, Jeeves. No time for cocktails. Evening. Are you staring into the closet, Neville? Ah, uh, you uh, recall that pig I mentioned? The one that was climbing up the side of the hut. That's the chap. That's the chap. Yes, I seem to recall that. Well, he, he was in there just now, along with a, a lizard. I see. And what did they want? Name of a good restaurant. I told them the Dubonnet Club. That's more of a supper club than a restaurant. Yes, well, I tried to tell them that. Don't blame yourself. And there was at one point where they were having a conversation about how they uh, all their pets were dead and that uh, they're, they're... The children uh, are gone. The pets are dead. And, Why shouldn't we leave the house? And the butler has res- resigned. And the butler has been let go. Yeah, whatever it was. Why shouldn't we leave the house? There's no reason not to leave the house. <laughs> and then literally says the, and then I say it right before well, the line happens. what's happening is Kermit's ringing the doorbell. Yes. Because he thinks he's arrived at Lady Holiday's house. Correct. And they're having some sort of existential debate about whether or not someone would actually be ringing. And then who's going to, well, are you going to get it? Perhaps we, we should answer it together. And Pizzy Vicky's just like, I'll get it. And that's when. Or we could both answer it. Oh, come dear, I hardly think it's necessary for, for both of us. To I'll answer it. You said the pets were dead. I thought you said the pets were dead. <laughs> he literally said it. And the then immediately. John Cleese said it. At 3750. Exactly that. So funny. Uh, it's so, so much fun. good. Yes. So we get to the Dubonnet Club. Yes. Um, which has, you know, a live band and there's dancing and it's, mm-hmm. you know, the booths are all situated towards the middle. It's one of those kinds of jazzy places. Kermit needs $1,600 for this supposed bill. And compares it to the price of a car. And I'm sitting here in the year of our Lord 2023 going, you could get an Oldsmobile for $1,600 and 82. God damn. I mean, that might not be that far off. I don't think it is. Yeah. It's weird to realize I'm old. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, things like that. Like me, like aging. Oh yeah. My back hurts. Sometimes I can't sleep right. Oops. I don't know how I hurt my neck. I'm used to all of that. But when you say things like the nineties was 30 years ago, I almost shit powder. Like, I don't know what to do with that information. (laughs) I know it is. It is sort of wild that we're, we are as old as we are, but yet don't feel that. Yep. Anyway, this is where I had hip jazzy. Charles Grodin kind of does it for me because he's doing his little, Hey baby, the if whole you, time. If I was on a date and that was you, I would get up and leave. They're 
Benedetto, I, I their brother not, and sister. I know, but still, I would even I would just And this whole musical number is just fucking delightful. Mm-hmm. I, again, it's one of those things where it's just like, yes, well, of course, I loved this as a child. Yeah. Look at who I am. <laughs> well, this is so like you had mentioned about the, the price of the menu and stuff like that. And so Gonzo took it upon himself to go raise money by and, taking pictures around the restaurant and yes, asking people for money for them. And I, I just it the, it's so funny that how much that they try to normalize infidelity. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, no, that's, ooh. And she's, the woman is just like, oh, yeah, no, I'm his side piece. Yeah. She's clearly <laughs> she's in on it. She's clearly in on it, but it's she's just She's 100% like, here for it. Oh, my God. It's just delightful. So, yes, big production number. Another necklace stolen, just yep. like happened in the opening. We didn't really talk about his thievery costume in the opening, because first he's an old woman in a floppy hat. Oh, yeah. And then he's in like a morph suit with a domino mask on, like, mm -hmm. like snatching the necklace off her neck. And this one, it just happens in the dark, and we get this amazing, aye, madam, did you say aye? Lady Holiday, what happened? Was it you that screamed? Aye! She screamed right into my ear. Of course I screamed. Somebody's just stolen my necklace. I told you this would happen. That necklace was worth a fortune. Do something. What do you want me to do? I smelled ketchup all over my cummerbund. It's Lady Holiday. Her necklace. It's been stolen. Holiday? What I thought. I cackled so much at jokes like this throughout the movie. Absolutely so much fun for this scene. Absolutely. Again, this is where I was seeing that like inclusivity. That Asian, there was a black guy. There was, and they were all of the same status. Yeah. And it sounds so hokey to say it this does. cast was very diverse. But you watch this big musical number with all of these different types of people in it. And you go, yeah. wow, this movie is 40 years old and it looks like that. That's fucking amazing. Thank you, Jim Henson. Exactly. And also thank you, Jim Henson, for this water. Oh, we're not there yet. No, that's this happens in that scene, doesn't no. it? No. Because that's when she gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not Roll there. It back. We're not there. Yet. All right. All right. That's but all are you I have ready for, to keep? That's all I have. Do you want to get to that point? Because we're almost there. Are you ready for it? Let's dive in. Oh, you see D what I did there? Oh my god. Oh my god. After the robbery, Miss Piggy's charade is revealed and she flees, leaving Kermit behind. The next day in a London park, they reconcile after having a brief argument. Despite Nikki's instant attraction to Miss Piggy, he and his accomplices frame her for the necklace theft during Lady Holiday's fashion show. They plan to steal an even more valuable prize. Lady Holiday's largest and most valuable jewel, the fabulous baseball diamond, now on display at the Mallory Gallery. Unbeknownst to them, Gonzo overhears their plot. He, Kermit, Fozzie, and the other residents of the Happiness Hotel decide to intercept the thieves and catch them red-handed. What color are their hands now? To exonerate Miss Piggy. Kermit arrives at the prison to explain the plan to Piggy while disguised as her lawyer. Can you pat your head and rub your belly at the same time? I can, and I can pat my belly and rub my head at the same time. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Can I do that? Let's see. We, this Cinderella moment is so fun. And as Kermit is being contemplative, Peter Falk gives his Columboiest. Oh my God. Best in an uncredited cameo. This is like a five minute scene. Yes. Where he's rambling on about some failed laundry cleaning enterprise. So what did you do? Hmm? You did the only thing you could do. Hmm? You dumped the business for a soul. And who did you sell it to? Who? You sold it to that jerk down the street, that slob that had been burying you for a year. Then you took whatever money you had left and you sunk it into the glass slipper business. That's your story, my friend. Not a happy one, is it? You know, it's amazing. You are 100% wrong. I mean, nothing you've said has been right. Oh, yeah? Who he's he's projecting this as the story of Kermit. Yeah. It's just so And the delightful. button is, you want to buy a watch. It's just like each of these <laughs> scenes like this are structured like a Muppet show sketch that still manages to tell a cohesive story. <laughs> yes. I love it. I want more of this now. Why can't we get this Muppet magic back? I know. We I'm really curious. need the Muppet magic back. Especially because like there was that scene or right, right at the beginning of that scene where like a family's walking past and they see Kermit out there uh, just, you know, sitting on the bench. And they're like, oh, it's a bear. No, that's a frog. Bears wear hats. <laughs> so it really is. Uh, I get the feeling RuPaul really likes this movie because it really is just just stupid for stupid sake. And I it love really it. It really is. Catch Kermit catches up with Piggy in this park. Yeah. They get into this in film argument. Yes. That spills out into what is clearly an issue with their relationship. And Outside I think one of, of the film, I think one of the funniest things about this movie is because if you remember the Muppet movie was them going to Hollywood to start their career in film. Yeah. In theory, this is them in their first film. Yeah. So if you think about it within the context of the Muppet movie, whatever relationships they built there are what is inferring or, or informing. Oh, it's like this domestic squabble between Kermit and Piggy. Yeah, because Kermit is literally saying like, you're being too extra. You're being too much. You need to tone this back. She's hamming it up. Hamming it up. Yes. (laughs) I love that they didn't stop on that. Oh, yeah. But you know it was intentional. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Please, please, please. Piggy, Piggy, hold it. Piggy. Piggy, you're overacting. What? You're overacting. You're hamming it up. I am not. I am trying to save this movie. Oh, yeah. We'll save your performance instead. I am playing 800 different emotions. Well, try to play one of them right. Oh, oh, look, I have a career of my own. I know all about your career, Pig. I don't need this lousy duck pond ah, sure you don't need a lousy duck pond. Okay, you sure, go walk. ahead, walk. Sure, okay, walk, sure, walk. walk. Oh, go ahead and walk. And then, of course, they make up really fast, and then magical, the magical bike scene. Again, following up, one-upping them, ten-upping themselves. 20 upping themselves from the Muppet movie. Yeah, because they, they went from one bike that was clearly you could see that it was suspended to this one where they've got trees and they've got yeah. shit all around. To Different types of bikes, quad yeah. bikes, tandem bikes. Multiple Muppets on bikes. Yeah. Muppets doing turns. Spins. The, the, chore- the choreography, all of that is just so, watch what the fuck we could do with this now. Like we figured so it out. So good. Pretty day. Sunny sky, lovely pictures dance in your eye. It all seems so right. It 
all feel so rare. Summer soft, sudden breeze, watch the wind play tag in the yeah. And they continue to do this throughout the movie. When you think about it, even the dancing sequence oh, yeah. at the Dubonnet Club, it's that same kind of thing. They were ballroom dancing with real life human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked up a couple of articles and stuff like that, and we'll link it in the show notes. But, uh, um, it, you know, they, they still used cranes and wires, but the idea was that they wanted to take this thing to like 11 mm-hmm. and, you know, really mask the idea that like, the, like create that magic. And again, it's just by putting those things, like I said, the trees, and convince people, all of that what stuff. Do you, what do you mean puppet? These are real things. Yes. These are real beings. And you know, they're, they're, they're looking like they're pedaling. And you mentioned that like, sometimes they're in sync, but, Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. And that looks, that sells the effect even more. It really does. Yeah. It's so, so great. Just a magical scene. Mm -hmm. So we cut to backstage at the fashion show. Another thing that I will still quote to this day when getting out of the shower and getting myself dressed. Can we meet just just for a moment? Just just one brief moment, Miss Piggy. Miss. I still do this. I still throw when I'm doing laundry, underwear, underwear, underwear. When she turns Charles Grodin down here, because Kermit comes in and she, he's introduced as her special friend. And he says, now I can't be responsible for what might happen. That's, that's a little, that's a little rapey, Charles Grodin. It is. That's, that's a little rapey, Nikki. You really love this pig. Don't treat her like a sow's ear. No. Oh, <laughs> see what I did? Jesus. Gonzo's a fucking pervert. He is. Because he's under that table taking pictures of knees while they're in the dressing room. Yes. Like, you fucking freak. But it does enable him to overhear their their plot and yes. stuff like that, which was uh, kind of ridiculous. I have mixed feelings about this runway show. Some of these looks I actually like. This collar's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I It's Darla's dress that is my favorite. The apricot silk. But my favorite line in all of this is when Lady Holiday is talking about one of the confections ending in a teeny weeny hat. <laughs> I remember that. That's delightful. <laughs> and now, here's delicious Dala in a swirl of apricot silk above a tight bodice with a cleverly draped decolletage. Finishing with roses to match the confection of flowers and silk on her head. Forming a teeny, weeny hat. So when Statler and Waldorf are fucking like cat calling from the side, it was a little gross. It is for the fucking the swimsuit scene. Now, look, you're not going to be able to convince me that Marla and Piggy wore the same size, but I do still want this glitzy, glamorous swimsuit with this like purple pool cape, whatever that Piggy comes out in. And this whole scene is drag as fuck. It's camp. It's high fucking art. This Muppet is swimming underwater. Mm-hmm. There's air bubbles coming out of her nose. Yes. There's a bitch playing a harp underwater, <laughs> yes, lip syncing underwater, picture in picture, Charles Grodin and Kermit singing down at Miss Piggy. Yeah. Camp. 
art. Yeah, there, phenomenal. There was, there was a part where it was in reverse, so that when she'd come out, like she her, was totally dry, her, and the sparklers were and lit. the sparklers were going. Yeah, it's it's so much, uh, so well thought out, and so much fun. Yeah, loved it. But then Nikki goes to get her jacket, and he plants the necklace in so that they can frame Miss Piggy. Yes, she is yelling at him, like accusing him of everything because they know. That he stole the first necklace. Yes. But the negative got exposed. Right. When Gonzo was developing the film and they were in the only bathroom at the Happiness Hotel and all 20 <laughs> people were going to come use that turtle at once, apparently. So she knows and she's yelling. She's like, you can't even say your voice was dubbed. Oh, my God. I have that exact note. That was my necklace. But where are the diamonds? Where are the diamonds? Miss Piggy stole my necklace. Oh, Miss oh, Piggy, oh, how no, could you? No. Oh. I don't know anything about it. Really, somebody must have put it. You! It was you, Cooper. It was right. Oh, you're no, 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 no. You're oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Yes, you are. You know what? You can't even sing. Your voice was dubbed. Hey, what's up, guys? You know what it reminded me of? Hmm. The end of Drop Dead Gorgeous when um, Kirstie Alley says, His furnitures are fake. That's my orgasms. <laughs> Damn it, I should have killed you when I had a chance. Oh, tell me was one crispy critter up on that thrasher. Fraser up! Gladys! Let go of me! Oh my god, it's caps! He sells reproductions! His furniture is as fake as my orgasm! It's so good. And I love this women's prison. Oh, Just yes. the whole vibe of it. The whole vibe was delightful. Oh, and then when you see Kermit coming up as, I, I can't remember what his name was in. Uh, as the lawyer. I as can't the either. Lawyer. But anyways, he's got Blumenthal? a fake. Blumenthal? Rosenthal? Rosenthal. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, you may talk tough, Miss Piggy, but underneath, I know you're still the same beautiful, sensitive, vulnerable woman I was out with the other night. The one who scarfed down all that caviar. You have such a way with words. I love you, Rosenthal. And then when they kiss and the transfer of the mustache somehow happens between the barrier. Right. Good fucking gags. So many good gags. And then also he's got like the crosshatch on on his, on uh, Kermit's face. Yeah. It's so much fun. Oh, and then Kermit's going to try to break. No, Kermit's letting Piggy know what the plan is. To catch them in the act of stealing the diamond, mm-hmm. and uh, Piggy feels a bit trapped, and then we'll get into the into the last bit. Yeah, let's go. The Muppets sneak into the Mallory Gallery and get to the baseball diamond at the same time as the thieves. They try to keep the diamond out of the thieves' hands via a game of keep away, but Nikki eventually catches the diamond and takes Kermit hostage at gunpoint. In the meantime, Piggy escapes from prison and she races to the gallery, thus crashing through the window on a motorcycle that serendipitously fell off a truck in front of her. She knocks Nikki out and dispatches Carla, Marla, and Darla with a flurry of furious karate chops. As the police arrive, all charges against Piggy are dropped, Nikki and his accomplices are arrested, and the Muppets get their deserved credit for foiling the heist. The Muppets then return to the United States the same way they departed, thus being thrown out of a cargo hold and parachuting back. First thing I noticed in this scene cutting from the prison is that Nikki's official title at the design firm is Irresponsible Parasite because on the door. <laughs> yes. I also, I really loved the the gag between 
Carla, Darla, and Marla. Uh, Marla, Carla, yes. Carla, Marla, and Darla. Mm-hmm. There we go. Checking off their, their tools and things like yes. that versus the Muppets just asking for random shit like random peanut shit, butter. Nobody's got anything. <laughs> Animal ate all the peanut butter. The Frisbee's been lost. Pocket laser. Check. Infrared reflex. Check. Portable detonator. Check. Whoopee cushion. I think it's in the bus. <laughs> Rubber raft. It's got holes in it. <laughs> Bag of chickens. Aww. Thick vomit. It's on order. Ah. Frisbee. Oh, uh, lost. Matic drill. Check. Computer printout. Check. The lips are in another pants that he yeah. does not have. I don't have all the pants. What do y'all need any of this for to foil a heist? But I do like that they all had those disguise goggles. The like Groucho Marx nose, yes. mustache, eyebrows. Everybody got your disguises and that's what they're looking through the bars with. Animal eats that iron like a cookie. Yes. It's just such a funny gag. There's also. How an- can you not just be delighted by this movie? Absolutely. There's a, there's another gag that happens throughout and it happens three times, which is just fun. Uh, but the light bulb going out. Uh, whenever they just, need to turn the light whenever off. Whenever the t- light bulb, just fucking oh. the light bulb falls out. Falls out of the fixture. <laughs> oh, and the Murphy bed like closes. Yes. Like, it's always the Murphy bed closes and then the light uh, bulb falls and it's, uh, it's so, so much good. fun. So they're going to the Mallory gallery to rob it. They're in <laughs> Nikki's car. The license plate of which says NKY4. It's not a very big stealth operation, no, this, despite all. all of their tools. Piggy escapes from, from prison by bending those bars. I love this moment. <laughs> I love this gif. Go for it. There's something about Miss Piggy in prison fatigues bending iron bars. Of course, they're not iron, but there's something about yes. this. That is that like just says queer liberation. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my god, yes. And then the other princess is like, do it, do it. like <laughs> chanting her along. And, and then I- the way she's like clinging to that laundry van. This is the second time we see that full body Miss Piggy suit. Oh yes. Like three times in this film, someone is in a Miss Piggy suit to get these awesome, like sort of noir long shots of things. Yes. And it's unsettling at best. <laughs> And then she hijacks a cement truck from Peter Ustinov. Yes. <laughs> who gets tossed into the garbage next to Oscar the Grouch. No passengers. Uh. Oh, couldn't you make an exception for little old moi? Not even for little old dude. <laughs> Pretty please? No. I've tried to be nice. Oh. Ah! What's all the racket? What are you doing here? A very brief cameo. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, oh, so good. And of course, he voiced Prince John, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I also loved the gag of her in the s- cement truck passing these signs that would come up saying, specifically, specifically for the Mallory Gallery, that it's far away, far miles away. away. <laughs> A few miles, <laughs> and they just keep like it, uh, it's so much fun. And I get back to like unique filming and movement of these Muppets as they're trying to sneak. This whole pizza gag at the gate <laughs> is phenomenal. I love the pizza gag. Um, and then the dogs are chasing them up the building. The way they all shimmy up the side of this building, yeah, 
And only once they're safe do they all remember they've got a talking dog with them that might be able to have a sensible conversation. So far, I'm not having any fun. Let me talk to him. Woof, 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 woof. It helps to know a second language. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Ron. I love You're that. absolutely right. Uh, uh, I also really enjoyed Beaker putting the screwdriver against the, the security system, and then his eyes just light up. Yep. <laughs> now, this window probably has an alarm system on it. Ah, my assistant Beaker will check it out. Go on, Beaker. <laughs> I mean, that's his whole shtick. In the uh, third act, we're going to abuse Beaker for our scientific purpose. Yes. <laughs> that happened in the Muppet movie. That was the deus ex machina. <laughs> we're in this Western ghost town and we found some scientists with some wacky shit. <laughs> so good. I mean, this whole gallery scene is a circus. Oh, my God. The over the top break in. What is this computer? The, oh, yeah. The barrel of monkeys way the Muppets enter the room. <laughs> Top, literally top to bottom. You know that was the note, right? That was like, how are they going to get down? Well, they're going to barrel them up. Suddenly one of the Muppets, who is usually an announcer on the Muppet show, is in the rafters calling this baseball game. (laughs) Because they're tossing the baseball diamond. Yes. Just throughout. It's just, uh, the gag is so so much fun. And then when they're trying to convince Beaker to to pitch it to to Lou Zealand. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Lou Zealand leads off the order as we join the game. What is this relationship between these two? <laughs> but I also love Lou Zealand with a fucking giant fish uh, as a bat. As his bat. <laughs> and then after Picky takes out the models, the other creepy note here I had was animal laughing over these unconscious women is unsettling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, animals like a fu- animal is a fucking uh, creeper enigma. Animal creeps us out because really, what we understand deep down is that the personification of animal is a reflection of our own baser instincts, generally speaking, and our sometimes knee-jerk reaction to commodify the identities of others for our own consumption. And so I think that's why Animal might be making some viewers uncomfortable with his sort of aggressive machismo. But ultimately, the lesson here to learn is that that is an uneducated creature and not a hero to model oneself after. And that, in fact, uh, Animal sits at the polar opposite of the spectrum from Kermit, who is friendly and creative and engaging and trusts in his friends and revels in the differences in everyone. Yeah, no, I hated all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of my house. Like, who who the fuck are you? I don't know. Stranger danger. Uh, Yeah, and then they get parachuted back in. I mean, that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Uh, <laughs> and again, it's just, it's so fuck delightful and just brisk. Like, yeah. 90 minutes. Oh, easy. It was a treat for yes. a Saturday afternoon. It had a budget of $14 million and made around $31.2 million. Nice. Again, for the 80s, this is great. It is. Um, for whatever reason, critics of the time did not really like this as a follow-up to the first Muppet movie. It has a 75 on Rotten Tomatoes. Interesting. I'm going to link the original Washington Post review because it's kind of funny. 
rather than just screenshotting from Rotten Tomatoes this time, I went into the review. A, Ms. Judith Martin doesn't even do it the justice of giving it the giving the film its full name in the title of her review. It just says Muppet Caper. Uh, that's not the name of this film. Wow. The, the lead is, it's no accident that the word great appears in the title of the new film featuring Jim Henson's felt television puppets, The Great Muppet Caper. Like its predecessor, the film is its own best fan. Wow. Go touch some grass or something? Right. My God. She's, she says the film will not lack for appreciation. It has rendered an, on- an audience superfluous. You're a joyless you know, goblin. The, these people are making movies that they probably want to see, but also like they're having a good time. Right. And, and it is a good time. Stop like Ebert didn't like it either. Oh he said, we God. don't care about some dumb diamond the size of a baseball. And his Muppet fans were probably also indifferent to Henson's ambition to satirize old movie genres. Disagree, Roger. Yeah. Again, Chicago Sun Times. Sun Times, we disagree. Yeah, it's most times now. We have Vincent Camby from the New York Times. Uh, he gave it a tomato, which means a good thing. It's three out of five. Three out of five. Uh, so the movie contains several more cheery. Disney-esque songs than are necessary, but they are made tolerable by the presence of Kermit and Miss Piggy. Always the case with a Muppet film. Yeah. Viewers have it at 78%. Also a little low. Also a little low, surprisingly. Carlos says, uh, he gave four stars, easily my favorite Muppet movie. Grew up watching this one the most. For me, there's nothing quite as entertaining as Gonzo throwing himself onto oncoming traffic day like cab. (laughs) I also love how much of a love letter it is to Hollywood. Thank you, Carlos. Couldn't get a name on this one because Rotten Tomatoes wasn't loading, but uh, the second user review, three stars from 2012. All the Muppet movies, this is probably the worst. Fuck you. I'm glad I don't know your name. I'm not reading the rest of this review. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck them. It's one of the best ones. Yeah. Again, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Same. Um, in terms of awards, the first time it happens by Joe Raposo was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Uh, you know, that's the only thing it got, which yeah. kind of sucks, but at the same time, really, really fun. So for trivia, I just linked to this section of the Muppet Wiki. I'll link it again in the show description Yeah, because these are direct quotes from some of the creators. In an interview with the Muppet Show fan club, there was this description of filming. Watch the shadow on the wall and Kermit's Fred Astaire dance number. It took 43 takes to get right. Oh my God. The most takes needed for any shot in the movie. Talks about how difficult Miss Piggy's underwater musical scene was. Frank Oz said the water ballet scene with Miss Piggy was really wonderful. I was under the water for a week. I had three days of scuba training and then down I went. Having them (laughs) swim for the first time was really exciting. That's delightful. Right? So yeah, I'll link that. There's a lot of fun tidbits in there. But also, apparently the original working title was Muppet Mania. Mm. He didn't like it. He being Jim Henson, he actually polled people and ended up, uh, I think his wife ended up suggesting The Great Muppet Caper. But look at some of these other titles. Okay, so some of the other titles that we had was uh, The Rocky Muppet Picture Show. Which is a different movie, and I want to see it. I do too. One of the other ones was A Froggy Day in London. Um, the great Muppet capade <laughs> uh, and that ended up becoming the great Muppet caper. Yeah. But yeah, that my friends is the great Muppet caper. Clancy, yeah. did you have anything else you wanted to say? I, again, I really enjoyed this one. If you, if you haven't revisited these old Muppet movies, Do. Like, they are uh, a ray of sunshine. They are really, really fun. And again, I was just surprised how unproblematic these kind of because again comedies like this in that time period yeah a lot of them very problematic yeah i liked this movie too and you know what uh if you didn't 
that's fine, but I, I doubt we have the same tastes. Yeah, we're not film. friends anymore, so it's <laughs> fine. Uh, going forward. Uh, where can they find us on social media? <laughs> they can find us at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also get some bonus episodes from us and other shows all over the network at patreon.com slash mischief. You yes. can email us at suggestions at nonplusspod.com if you've got recommendations for films for us to watch this year. For people you'd maybe like for us to have on the show, we're going to yeah. try to do that again now that we're settled. Yeah, we didn't do that at all last season, no. so I'm hoping that we can we can get that back into that a little bit. But yeah, uh, email us if you've got thoughts. And also rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform. of preference, help us gain that algorithm. Yes. I don't think we have any comments on Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify right now, the least you could do, it's a simple request. I don't want to berate you, but just click over and write a few nice words. Josh and Clancy are funny. It's that simple. But it's just going to become Josh and Clancy are funny. Like, and there's going to be 300 comments that are just that. But you know what that means? Someone who finds it, A, they're going to get served the from the algorithm you yeah. might like because that many people are saying the same thing. And then they'll think to themselves, huh, I'll see for myself. And then they will. <laughs> but either way, we're going to get that listen. Absolutely. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we are non-plus. But not about this movie. But not about this movie. I am Joshua. That's my guy, Clancy. And we're watching flicks and talking dicks occasionally. It's a movie. And we may or may not like it starring everybody and us because we insert ourselves. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What were you about to do? The White Lotus theme. Oh, because I was going to go. And I was going to go. a dead bird <laughs> the Swedish chef chef <clears throat> Zol and Dar- <clears throat> Zool Zoot Zoot oh, there sorry. is it- no Dana there's only Zoot got it we have Jar <clears throat> Charles Charles Troden <laughs> we have <laughs> Jesus we have Erica Keir as Maria no that's Erica Creer as Marla whoa uh, we've got Richard Morley as the British. That name is Robert. <sighs> what is with you? T- I, it's hard to see from this. Distance. Exactly. All right. Anyways. So slow down and take your time. Whoa. Richard Morley as a British. Richard. Richard. I, it's just, that's all it's I can Robert. think of. Uh, John. Or, <clears throat> Did you just lean up and fart? I tried not to. Because I could hear it. Oh, my God. Did you add a marker? I did. Okay, good. I'm so sorry. It happened when you weren't talking, so it's easy <laughs> to cut out, but little poots. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs>
Just so that maybe it wouldn't come out, and then it's and then it snuck out. No control the final end of this. Why would you dare? <laughs> oh, Ooh. And remember to get 15% off your first loot crate order. Click our very special link in the episode description and use code nonplus at checkout. To get 15% off your purchase. Get your geek in the box. What? Geek in the box, girl. You're going to get us into trouble. I'll get to that. Oh.